welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, hey. No-so's living legend, Mike. Hi, everybody. So, guys, we're coming off the heels of WWF's Fully Loaded. We're on the road to Sturgis. Actually... Very much works out for WCW. <laughs> yeah. Literally, we're on the road. It's wild. Woo! Sorry, I'll leave. So, shall we get into it? Mm-hmm. Shall we get into if, this? One? If you could, because I really promised that seat to Jason Hurry. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so, July 26, 1999, we're in Memphis, Tennessee for. We are in hallowed ground, sir. We're in oh. the. We're in the Mid South Coliseum. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "We're about to get her history lesson." Here. <laughs> yeah. Now this is important because the Mid South Coliseum's days are numbered in terms of live events here, because earlier in the you know I think the year prior, maybe ninety seven, the Pyramid opened. Mm-hmm. That's where St. Valentine's Day Massacre was. That's where the WF holds their shows. Yep. But the venerable Mid South Coliseum has seen more than its fair share of classic wrestling. Can I? Say something maybe blasphemous that Corey might kill me over. Oh, go ahead. This might be the first show I've ever seen from this arena. That's not blasphemous at all. I mean, because really the day wouldn't have been there. You don't watch 80s territory wrestling, so Memphis Wrestling. I know of it, but I've never seen the show. Memphis Wrestling did weekly shows from the Mid-South Coliseum from when it was built in the 60s all the way until 1997 when it went out of business. Every Monday night. The King would hold court. Jerry Lawler, responsible for more sellouts in that place than anybody. Um, numerous AWA World Title matches with Nick Bockwinkel and Lawler. Ric Flair and Lawler wrestled for the NWA title. Um, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, the feud that really blew up wrestling in the early 80s, was there at the Mid-South Coliseum. It's uh, one of the... Yep... It's it's a, it's a legendary place. I think they, if they haven't destroyed it, they're about to. It still says it's open. Okay, yeah. So I was looking up. Well, I know they they have been trying to save it as a historical landmark for years, but it hasn't been working. And last I heard, there was some talk it was going to be demolished. So it hasn't done anything since two thousand six, but it's still standing. It's okay. still on the fairgrounds. Yeah. Joe's like, I don't care. Uh, no, I, 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 no, no, no. I'm with Booble that I this is like probably my first time seeing this arena. Well, no, they'd but, have they've had nitros there before. Oh, okay. Like one or two. So But yeah, that's that's all you would have seen it for. Yeah. So we're here in Memphis for WCW Nitro. So our commentary team, once again, Scott Hudson and Bobby Heenan. Man, it's weird. Yeah, can't quite can't get used to it. It's weird not having Shivani, but I th- I've enjoyed Hudson. Uh, I don't mind Hudson. It is weird having Bobby without Tony. If you're not going to have Tony, then get rid of Bobby, too, because it's weird. Especially since it seems like Bobby just doesn't, doesn't want to fuck. be there. Yeah. So we're going to recap from last week's Nitro. Flair and Sting match highlights. Sid attacking Sting. Bischoff helping Sting win the uh, owner, uh, control of WCW. Uh, Sid powerbombing Bischoff. Arliss is there. Rob Men attacking Macho Man. Miss Madness and Medusa getting into it. Uh, Sid and Hogan. Had highlight- crazy-ass hour last week. Yeah, Jesus. Sid and Hogan getting into it. Nash coming out, attacking Hogan. Goldberg making his return. I'm disappointed, though. Yeah. Didn't see one instance of 
Buff Blackface. Nope. nope. Or ICP. Not one bit. Shane Douglas. We get that, and we get a recap of uh, Thunder with Kurt Henning challenging Goldberg. Yay, that match again. Yep. So let's go to our first promo of the night with Mean Gene and Hollywood Hogan. Uh, during Hogan's entrance, uh, commentary brings up, "Hey guys, who's Hogan going to pick? Who who's he going to pick for his partner? What do you mean? Like he he's he, he he's in a tag match tonight with Nash, but he needs to find a partner." Who's he going to pick? But didn't Nash on Thunder go, hey, you go get yourself Sting, and I'll go get a mystery partner, and we will uh, meet up tonight. And Hogan said, I heard what you said on Thunder. So... Gene asks Hogan, hey, who's your partner going to be? And Hogan's like, I don't know yet. I don't need one. Don't need one. Uh, Nash, Sid, and Rick Steiner come out. Uh, Sid and Steiner surround the ring. Hogan and Nash then get into it. Hogan fights off Steiner and Sid, but all three men attack Hogan. Sting comes out and makes a save. Nash then thinks that Sting will be Hogan's partner as he uh, leaves. It's like, I guess you're not alone tonight. Uh, Sting leaves the ring, and then Hogan's asking if that's a yes. I don't know why, but I am irrationally digging the Nash-Steiner-Sid little triangle there. I don't know why. If nothing else, it seems like one part of it doesn't really fit, but it's working for me. And, like, you're not sure which part, but something <laughs> doesn't fit. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Sid, but I can't quite I don't know. hammer it in. I kind of feel like it's Rick Steiner. But then, like, Rick Steiner and Sid weirdly works well, so the Nash doesn't fit with those two. Like, But then you see Steiner <laughs> and Nash, you guys like, those two fit, but maybe not Sid. It's so <laughs> it's, weird. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, it worked. I, I'm with you. I'm it's digging it. It's the weirdest Freebird team ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging it, but there's also some like loopholes around it. Like, who do I trust here and who do I like? Who do I not like? Yeah, who's definitely turning on the other ones quicker? Yeah. Rick Steiner. <laughs> Woo! Um, then we get a recap from moments ago. Yeah, going all WWF on us. Um, all three men attacking Sting, uh, Hogan, Sting, making the save. So let's go to our first match of the night, guys. Juventud Guerrero and Psychosis versus right. Bobby Duncan Jr. and Kendall Wyndham uh, with out. the West Texas Rednecks, not the Outlaws, the Rednecks. Yeah, I'm out. They keep did switching. They, I would say, did they forget about they it? They used the wrong two. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> guys, well, those are the two are here. <laughs> guys, God damn it. Well, know, Kurt kind of busy later. <laughs> guys, you know what I get. You know what we get here, right? Oh, a Nitro special? Kendall's no, a Kendall Wyndham special. Well. <laughs> Uh, Kendall punches Hoovy in in, in in Hoovy's corner, and Psychosis has to like lean away. Uh, Wyndham tries to hip toss Hoovy, but Hoovy jumps too early, and Wyndham just throws him over. Uh, Wyndham and Duncan hit a double bulldog for the win. For this, for for two guys from Texas, you would think they had never seen luchas before. Like, right? What the fuck, dude? Like. <laughs> I agree with you. I, it's one thing. Hennig may be busy. Barry's right out there. Get, 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 get Kendall out. You couldn't get Barry in the <laughs> ring. Barry's not even in his shortest of shorts anymore. <laughs> and he anymore. was working anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. No, I was very excited when I saw the Luchas, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well. No. Nope. Took a, a sharp left turn into shit I didn't care about. Yep. Damn. Uh, we'd go backstage with Mona as she's saying how she's no longer Miss Ugh. Madness. And uh, she just she doesn't understand why she 
if people will understand that she's no longer Miss Madness, that she just she's just known known as now Mona. However, Medusa shows up and says, "You know what? We have a fight at Surges against each other tonight uh, at Surges." I'm like, "Okay," but it's then news to me. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, I know. And then she's like, "News to me." But then all of a sudden, she goes, "You know whose fault that is? It's Gorgeous George's Macho's idea." And uh, you know who also whose idea it was to kick us out of Team Madness, George's. You know what she probably did? She probably let herself get kidnapped because she likes that stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, we should go prove a point. So let's do it tonight. And Mona agrees. So I guess they're going to prove their point. You skipped tonight? over the best part. Jeff. No, what's that? That's where the fucking random phone rang. And was like, that's probably George calling now. With like, look like, turn uh, your fucking phone off. Right. I, I didn't was see like, that. I didn't so... hear that. <laughs> yeah. WCW, everybody. Somebody's fucking, and she played off on it really well, actually. But yeah, just somebody's fucking phone went off. I... God damn it. I didn't, that was, I didn't, this was I... so terrible. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. So let's go to our next match. Uh, next Next match. Vampiro with ICP versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, Corey, did uh, did they touch in Mexico? No. Vampiro. And- I mean, if they did, maybe a multi-man tag match. But who the fuck did Vampiro wrestle in Mexico? Is there like like what other big star did he like tangle with? Because it's not Conan and Rey. Well, because Rey for the most part was out of Mexico by the time the WWE thing, like. He was like the one cruiser right there, like, oh, we're going to pay you good enough not to work over there. He would still do random shots, okay. but he wasn't a full-timer after that. Um, he would work Psychosis and La Parca if he was in the same. But for the most of the time, he was in a different company with guys that didn't come into WCW. So it's guys that you wouldn't necessarily be familiar with. Ultimo Guerrero, Pierre Roth, uh, guys like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, Ray hits a bulldog, and but he... like. He had to tuck his legs up because he was so close to the ropes that he like his knees hit off the ropes because they're still inside. Uh, Vampiro misses a spinning heel kick and rolls to the outside and then begins to come inside, climbing over the top rope. But he just waits there, so he allows Ray to hit a top rope leg drop. I hate those moves that they have to patiently wait the three seconds, four seconds for them to climb the top rope. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those. Uh... ICP tried to get involved, but Ray knocks him down. Vampiro hits the nail in the coffin, but then instead of pinning, he goes to the top rope. Ray gets to the top I rope. I love that move. The yeah. nail in the coffin. It's a cool move. Uh, Ray tries to uh, get hit a top rope Frankenstein, but uh, Shaggy Two Dope hold, holds him, and Vampiro hits a top rope powerbomb, and then ICP gets in the ring and attack Ray, but Eddie comes out and makes the save. The crowd is behind Eddie for this. Uh, but then all of a sudden they let Shaggy Two Dope talk, and they say how, he says how Vampira has friends now in wicked places, in wicked places, and they're not here just to wave their arms in the air, and that they're <laughs> shot go- at the WWF, yeah. and they're gonna kick, uh, they're gonna kick some ass. Okay, let's do the uh, NWO Black and White Blow Off match here. <laughs> As I heard this music, I was like, no, god damn it. That music hits, and here comes Horace, but he's accompanying Vincent as <laughs> Vincent is in the next match. Vincent gets mic time and goes, you know what, Stevie Ray? You're out of the NWO. 
That's Stevie Ray's coming up. So our next match is Vincent versus Stevie Ray in a squash match for Stevie Ray. Uh, Stevie Ray goes off the top rope, but Horse grabs him. Horse then gets on the apron, starts punching Stevie Ray, and the ref just goes, I don't see it. As he's looking dead on. Of course to not. It. Yep. Uh, Vincent tries to punch Stevie Ray, but punches Horace instead. So even the ref, even the announcers were like, uh, ref? Hello? No? Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? All right. Uh, Stevie Ray then hits Vincent with the slapjack and then hits him with the slapjack pedigree. As all this is happening, Brian Adams is walking down the ramp, but Booker T is holding him off with a chair, and Brian Adams goes, F this, and walks away. He's got something else to do anyway. Yeah. You know. I think um, they flew him into this. For that, yeah. for that one part, we didn't do anything. Yep. Uh, we go backstage with Gene as he is on the outside of Hollywood Hogan's locker room. Uh, they want to know who Hogan's partner will be. Then Sting walks in, uh, walks into a picture, and just walks into the locker room. Gene then begins to freak out, like trying to slam on the door. He's partner. So maybe he should just open the door. I, was, I love the, it's Sting just pushed it open, but Gene's like, hey, let me in. Yeah, let, let me in. in. Just turn the handle. <laughs> It turn. wasn't even a handle. He just pushed it in. Hey, there you go. Turn, yeah, turn the handle. Uh, then we come back from commercial, and we go to our first pro, uh, next promo, and it's Sting. All right. Sting comes out and says, hey, by the way, guys, I don't know if you know this. I'm the president of WCW. Uh, Sting says Hogan wants him to be his tag partner, but I don't know if I should trust him. This that's brings a, That's a fair question. It is. Sting, you should never trust any partner you have. This right. brings out Hollywood Hogan. He was just out here <sighs> like 20 minutes ago, but bring him back out. They could have just done this, that opening promo. Yep. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, without question. Could have had some more time for that kid to win the match. Uh, Hogan says uh, that he's... Second thought. <laughs> Hogan says he's a changed man. Sting can trust him. Sting says, you know what? I'll agree. They I'll... audibly laughed when I heard that line. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sting goes, you know, I'll agree. I agree. I, I will trust you tonight but if you screw me over i'll get you <laughs> i love the stare down yeah face to face it's gonna be a pay-per-view cover so let's go <laughs> to commentary as somebody is joining commentary god damn it. oh my god jason hervey uh the annoying brat from Wee's big adventure or or the older the brother, older from, brother from wonder i was gonna get to that my favorite part is he he's gone through puberty but his voice hasn't right yeah as um Bobby notices him and just face palms himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he sucks up to him. Yeah. Uh, Jason says he's here because he saw Arliss here last week and Arliss was terrible. Even well, he's not, not wrong, wrong there. Yeah. Uh, he says every Hollywood star wants to join uh, the bandwagon of Dose W, but he's been here since day one. That part's true. Literally one on the other channel, but uh, okay. He was at the first clash of the champions. Yep. And he did date Missy Hyatt. Mm-hmm. But then again, lucky fuck. Yeah, then I think again, like eighty-five thousand yeah. men did that. Was the one years right there? <laughs> yeah, right. So yes, he's now joining commentary. Jesus. So our next match is Prince Ikea versus Lash Larue. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit! It is. They uh, thought they must thought this was thunder. Uh, Lash, uh, as Lash Larue's coming, he has like L-shaped sideburns, and Jason the whole time. Hey, those look like Jays. He made them for me. The bell rings, and then Macho Man and Gorgeous George comes out, and Macho attacks both men. Thank it, God. It's very obvious that he is a lifelong wrestling fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, um, 
He's heard Heenan and Ventura and Lawler, and he know he's trying his damnedest to play that that heel color guy. He's doing his damnedest. Not very good. No. But... <laughs> so before we move on, let me ask you guys this: Nine Inches, Jason Hervey, or Shane McMahon? Shane McMahon. Do I have to pick? Yes. Yes. Shane McMahon. There it is. That same here. So here's the thing: Macho beats up both men, gets on the promo, starts doing his like talk. But Jason is over-talking Macho. He's like, hey, there's Jays. Those are nice. Those are for me, right? And it's like Macho's trying to talk, but Jason's too busy. I was going to bring that up. Like, someone should tell him, hey, when the guys are talking, you shut the fuck up and let them finish their sentence. Lay out. Lay yeah. out, please. Uh, Randy uh, says that um, one, he gets on the announce table and says, once again, he's running for president. Nash, he's not through with him yet. Uh, Hogan and Rodman don't want none of him. But then all of a sudden, Medusa and Mona come out. Medusa says Mona and her want to be on uh, Team Madness, but it's uh, Gorgeous George's fault that they got fired. <laughs> and Macho's like, I'm the man. I'm the she, boss. I'm the boss. She's a woman. You know the rules there. Larry's like, hell yeah. <laughs> My, the only thing I thought. Was goddamn the most consistent thing in wrestling. No matter who Na- Savage is feuding with, Nash, Nash, I hate you. You know, funny enough, if you go back and watch uh, the match against Steamboat, he calls him out then too. Yeah, yeah, he ain't, he ain't through with their And that roll up, he's like, Nash, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and little known fact in Memphis in '84. Yep. Lawler, I hate your guts, but Kevin Nash, there's I'm that find uh, you. basketball player down the street, Kevin <laughs> Nash. <laughs> fuck that guy. I'm not through with you yet. <laughs> Um, so Macho tells the women to leave And they're like okay sure But then they walk around the ring And then for some reason George leaves the ring Then Medusa Walks up to her So George starts to walk backwards up the ramp But then here comes Dennis Rodman She bumps into him Turns around Rodman grabs her and then they run off She's and kidnapped again A scones with her at this point, I think Medusa's right. I think she does get off on this. It's a kink. I mean, we don't kink shape here. That's fine. Guys, but... it's been... It's been, like, a month and a half, and she's been kidnapped... Twice. She's been kidnapped twice. Yeah. Um, we go back... Uh, we come back from commercial, and... Um, Macho is tearing up apart places as they're trying to find George. Looks like kicking, he was negative three to ten. Uh, kicking doors down, all that in. He's trying. Yep. Uh, we go to uh, Mean Gene in the ring as he's just rambling about stuff, and then Goldberg comes out. Jason Hervey's still on commentary. Uh, Goldberg just tells Kurt that he's next. So let's go to our fifth match of the night. Evan Courageous versus the cat with Sonny Ono. Jesus Christ. What, what is happening here? What? Uh, the cat tells Evan that someone's playing a joke on him because uh, he's in the ring with a killer. <laughs> uh, cat has Evan shake his hand, but the cat clotheslines him. It's a squash match. Uh, the cat goes for the load shoe uh, that's in the briefcase, but pulls up bunny slippers. Buff Bagwell comes out and goes, are you looking for these? And then Evan wins with a roll-up. The look on Cat's face when he pulls out the bunny slippers is hilarious. Yes. Like he had just seen the most 
horrific thing that you could ever see, whether it be a severed head, um, how they make hot dogs, or the Onitoshi midcourtis. How? <laughs> yep. I was hoping to get that from him. Yep. He no sold it completely. What? No, he probably no. didn't hear so me. He's no, actually heard. doing the Jetpack question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard, and I was just like, "Yep." <laughs> um, uh, the cat attacks Evan Courageous after the match, and uh, then he throws the ref out of the ring. Hey guys, let's go to our sixth match of the night so far. <laughs> Mikey Ripwreck versus Steven Regal with this Dave Taylor. Isn't a pay per view? What the know, fuck I, is Mikey Ripwreck doing here? <laughs> right. Uh, Scott Hudson brings up that in a house show last night between oh, Brian Knobs yeah. and Finley. Finley got a bad cut. They were not bullshit. And might be done for a bit. Do you know what happened? I looked it up. No. Do you know what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he took a table spot. So do you remember it's Triple H and somebody where Triple H gets the to the piece of the table through his calf? It's Cactus Jack and Rumble. Cactus Jack. Essentially that. He took a table spot and the table splintered and the, the piece of wood went straight through his leg and severed an artery. Except for it wasn't wood. It was a table like this. Mm. A plastic table. Yeah. So, and yeah, it severed arteries and nerve endings. Wow! Uh, they thought he was done for good. They thought he was done. They thought he was. They were have to amputate the leg. They came real close to amputating the leg. To yeah. this day, he has no feeling below the knee on that leg. He's and yep. he managed to wrestle all that time and be that good with no feeling in his leg. That is bonkers. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That's oh. crazy. Anyone else noticed the fan try to get in the uh, who got in the ring and they took care of him? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And Regal could not not be distracted. He was just uh, looks like he re- he really looked pissed that he couldn't land right. a few shots. It's, I mean, Bold rolled into a Regal ring. It's, yeah, it's I like, wouldn't do it. Uh, so Whipwreck and Regal, though, you gotta luck this. I did. I you know what? Re- Whipwreck was always underrated as the underneath guy who uh-huh. could do shit, and Regal's Regal. I mean, um, Regal's Regal. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun for what it was. It, it was a Nitro special. The first family come out and say, one down, two to go. Jimmy says if Regal wants the trophy, he has to come to Surges now. So they're basically rag tag <laughs> bunch of guys. Jesus Christ. I, is it crazy to me that when the fa- first family comes out, it's like, it's Jimmy Hart, the barbarian wearing a do-wag, uh, Hugh Morris, Jerry Flynn, and Brian Knobs. It's the weirdest group of guys. And they're feuding with the Union Jacks of uh, Finley, Regal, uh, like, and Taylor. What the fuck are you doing? And you're supposed to take them seriously, like uh, as an actual group. And you're yeah. like, hmm. Jimmy Hart is by far the biggest star in that group. I was going to say, uh, talk about a character that doesn't fit anymore, Jimmy Hart. Like, what are we doing? I, I do appreciate the fact that... Like, it makes sense, I guess, in this arena tonight. Yeah. And Hervey brought it up, actually. True. He was very, like, he had he's back to some of his biggest accomplishments, but... That's, I, I mean... I appreciate the fact that they've retooled. Jimmy Hart, or he has at least. He's not wearing the ultra loud jackets mm-hmm. with the megaphone being a total yeah. 80s shuckster. He's at least trying to be an updated, less bombastic Jimmy Hart. But yeah, it's it's a like a different era. Like um, it feels like they're trying to do the Michael Hayes thing and it's not having the same results. No. Also, none of the nobody in this group is the Hardys. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bill Damott. Hello, hello, Hugh Morris. Hello, uh, Caesar is humorous. 
Oh. Like regal wins with the regal stretch. As he should. As he should. Uh, back, we go backstage. We see Goldberg working out, getting ready for his match. As Scott Hudson keeps calling Goldberg the phenom. Yep. Uh, you're next. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. Somewhere Jeff just got a massive boner. <laughs> uh, let's go to the ring with me and Gene, because you know what time it is. The shank, the shank. is eating. Although this shank. Uh, Jesus. Well, there's one good thing. Oh, yeah, uh, there the, is. Um, two. <laughs> two or three good let's things. Let's go to the ring with me and Gene, as here comes David Flair with Tori Wilson. Mm. Can I just say I'd like to spend the rest of my life studying Tori Wilson's body? I don't see what the problem with polka dots is, Dusty Rhodes. Uh-uh. Uh, da- <laughs> David start saying, starts off with the, your typical flair, Mean Gene. Uh, but not good. Not good. David says to be the man you ha- uh, to beat the man you have to oh, to be the man you have to beat the man. And Gene's like, You're not Ric Flair, so uh, you're not the man. <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit challenges David to a match tonight. And uh, David says it'll be easy as one, two, and three. And then was just staring at Tori the whole time. And yes. Gene trying to get their, their evening plans from Tori. Well, what do you have? What better things do you have to do? I can't say that. Yeah. Uh, and then I would like to point out that he woos, uh, but he woos the way Sting woos, not the way his father, Ric Flair, woos. He woos like what Heenan does, too. Jesus. <laughs> right. You have to do two things. You have to chop, which you can't do, and you have to woo, which you can't do. How can you not do this? Look at Charlotte. <laughs> Just look at Charlotte. I, my God. Damn. Damn. That's where he was. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, we go backstage and Machman uh, finds Rodman as uh, Jason Hervey's too busy talking that then uh, Hudson has to go, look, it's Rodman in his RV. And uh, Rodman tries to, uh, uh, Masha tries to pull Rodman out, but security stops him from doing anything. So, yeah. Got that going. He finds George. Where is he? Yeah, it's kidnapping. Really Let's do looking it. forward to Savage and Rodman, by the way. <laughs> Can't wait. Let's go to uh, a sit-down promo of Shane Douglas. He uh, says he sat outside WCW for the longest time. Malenko, Benoit, and Saturn are good friends, and he's tired of them getting passed up. He's excited to be here to cut the cancer of WCW. Rick Flair has to say that multiple times. Flair surrounded him with people knowing that Douglas wouldn't show up to uh, show up in his backyard, and guess what? He has. Okay. All right. So let's. I was saying, what the fuck was all this about? Let's go back. Uh, he hates Rick Flair with a passion. Due to the fact that 10 years previous in 1989, when he was a member of the Dynamic Dudes oh, and Ric Flair was the booker of WCW, he uh, asked Ric Flair to watch one of his matches and critique him, as young guys will okay, sometimes dude. do. Yeah. And Flair, being nice, was, oh yeah, it was a great kid, I liked it. You know, obviously he hadn't watched it, because he's it's Ric Flair and he's got tons of shit to do. Yeah. World champ, booker, you know. Not watching your undercard match. And from that moment on, he's hated Ric Flair with a passion, calls him a cancer. Uh, that's literally the only reason. Uh, let me do this promo the way it should have been if, if, if Shane uh, Douglas had truth serum. Okay. Uh, basically, I finally burned my bridge with Heyman and ECW. I didn't want to be there anyway. My body is totally shot to hell. Um, due to the Dean Douglas gimmick and the absolute hatred I had for the click, 
uh, with Triple H is still very much in power. I can't go to the WWF, so my options were extremely limited. Thank God this company is fucking desperate, and I was able to get pretty good money when there was nobody else bidding for me as well. So now that I am here, I'm going to try to do my best to do this Ric Flair uh, angle because it might be my last chance for relevancy. Thank God for WCW. Check that. We'll move out of promo. Uh, this sucks. Jesus, dude. I mean, I already I hate Shane Douglas anyways, but fuck, man. And, like, why not just have Tanae sit there? Like, why are you doing this weird, like, off-camera shit? Yeah, that's I, a good question. You have Mike Tanae. Just have him do this. He, they do that, and it's like that, the promo they do, it's like them cutting away. <laughs> what if today's like, Shane Douglas, fuck that. They yeah, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they always do that. Like, he probably the, did. Yeah. <laughs> Should I be on the shot? Nah, I'm good. So we have that. So let's go to our seventh match of the night. Kurt Henning with their West Texas Rednecks versus Goldberg. Yep. Goldberg dominates the entire match. Barry distracts the ref. Kurt hits Goldberg with a cowbell. The Rednecks try to get involved, but Goldberg beats all, all of them and spears them all. Henning gets a chair and goes to hit Goldberg with it, but Goldberg stares at him, and then Henning jumps over the top rope. Ref calls for the bell. Goldberg then, uh, after a while, uh, Henning walking around the ring. Uh, Goldberg spits on Henning, and Henning gets in the ring, and then they fight for brawl for a couple of seconds, and then they go, they're separated. Yep. Guess that push is over. Yeah, you just, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> we get a promo mm. now of the history of Hogan and Nash, them making the NWO, NWO splitting, Hogan running for president, the finger poke of doom, and everything that, you know, uh, Nash has gone through this past couple months of him being lead booker and saying that he's been treated like crap. You know, I don't know, him getting a massage from Tori Wilson and plowing her for 72 hours. That's some Bastard. shitty... Bad, rough times. Yeah. Wish I was a booger. I'd give your left nut to do that. <laughs> well, let's see how your left nut does this in our ninth match of the night. Patty Stone Grinder. <laughs> Patty Stone Grinder <laughs> versus <laughs> Patty Stone Grinder versus Medusa. Who? Please let that be her real name. You'd actually, I fucked up. I was going to look it up and I forgot. Patty oh. Stone Grinder. Oh my God. Facing Medusa, who, um, Wowzers. Patty Stone Grinder. Patty Stone Grinder, folks. The Lonnie Kai. That was the Lonnie Kai? Yeah. I didn't even notice. I know the Lonnie Kai. That was the Lonnie Kai. Patty okay. Stone Grinder. Her name is Patty Seymour, is her real name. But it's the Lonnie Kai. <laughs> uh, Corey? Who? Who's the Lonnie Kai? Lonnie Kai. Why is it not Patty Stonegrinder? Lonnie Kai was a wrestler trained by Moolah in the early 80s, who was a huge part of the rock and wrestling connection because uh, once uh, Wendy Richter, managed by Cindy Lauper, defeated the fabulous Moolah to win the title. It was in early 85 that Moolah started managing Lonnie Kai. Lonnie Kai defeated Wendy Richter in the WrestleMania women's title match, was actually Lonnie Kai defending the title. Against Wendy Richter. Uh, funny side note. Then she stayed around in a tag team, the, the Golden, the Glamour Girls, the Golden Girls. But um, later on, out of nowhere, when Medusa was a Lundra Blaze and the women's champion, they needed an opponent for WrestleMania 10. So they pulled Lalani Kai out of the mothballs <laughs> to literally just job to Medusa. 
1994. And it was, it was like, hmm, that worked for them. Sounds good. So here in 1999, they pulled her out of the even deeper mothballs, gave her a kick-ass name, <laughs> and had her job at Medusa. Patty Stone Grinder, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, Corey, now this, this rock and wrestling, that doesn't make sense because WCW introduced music to wrestling. You know, but they don't. <laughs> they, they, they didn't introduce Patty Stone Grinder. They would like you to believe that. Tell me where records. But, but it's Patty wrong. Stone Grinder, baby. <laughs> Patty Stone. I was like, the fuck. I name saw is that? that name. I was like, huh? <laughs> Come so, again? Uh, I mean, this was whatever fine match. Was she good? I don't. She was good okay. at the time, but I mean. Think about it. this. She's about a 20 year vet here, yeah. and there's not a lot of places for women to wrestle in the 90s. So, before this, I couldn't even begin to guess her last match, possibly 1994 at WrestleMania 10. But, uh, so how was her match as Patty Stone Grinder? I mean, she put over Medusa, that's what she was paid to do. Uh, it's a Nitro special here. Uh, Miss Grinder chokes Medusa with her belt, Ralph allows it. She rips Medusa once. Uh, Medusa hits a crossbody off the top turnbuckle on the outside. Uh, Medusa wins with a back sloop, uh, suplex in a bridge, as Jason Hervey calls it, a belly-to-belly, a belly-to-back suplex with a bridge. I can tell you her last match. When? Patty, uh, Patty Stone Grinders. Again, uh, October 20th, 1996, she wrestled Medusa on an episode of WCW Worldwide. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know they brought her in for that. There era. it is. I've got that somewhere. I just haven't there watched it, it. It didn't say if she was Patty Stone Grinder or that. Just that's when she wrestled. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Patty Stone Grinder, everybody. I love the fact that they're building up Mona and Medusa, and I'm just going to spoil it to you now for a match that doesn't happen at Checks Road out. Wild. Checks out. And that I had never even heard was supposed to happen at Road Wild until I watched this. And that's yeah. why I was like, news to me. Checks huh. out. Well, you know, it's also news to you. Also, just as a spoiler, you know also that hardcore invitational that's supposed to be happening at Road Wild? Yeah. That doesn't happen either. News to me. Awesome. Uh, you know also, you know what's also news to you? Yep. Patty Stone Grinder. Yep. I could I don't know why I didn't Which put the pieces together. Great segue to Corey's favorite pirate. Yep. <laughs> With our tenth match. I want a match. Scott Putsky, Corey's favorite pirate. Yep. Versus Shane Douglas. <laughs> and Shane Douglas goes with the Sid thought. Oh no music. God. He stole his theme. Holy fuck. This and, I was like, how? And what did I tell you that it was a Nitro special with the pirate and the franchise? Jesus. The, the franchise pirate gives us a, thund- a Nitro special here. Oh. Um, Why do they hate you, Corey? <laughs> You remember nothing but loyal to them. Uh, I don't uh, understand. I know. All I've done is be loyal to this company. <laughs> and they fucking, they, they throw this out. And it's like, why? They why were like, you? okay, Corey, hear me out. We'll give you Patty Stone Grinder, But you then have to sit through your favorite pirate and Shane Douglas. That's not fair. It's, that's not a deal. In worth a Nitro special. <laughs> Douglas does win, though, with the Pittsburgh plunge. The Henning <sighs> Pikes will end that goes into a roll-up. So, Corey... Can I ask you a question? Sure. Was this a good outing for Shane Douglas? Hell no, he looked terrible. Having him go the distance with Scott Putsky, your favorite pirate? No. (laughs) This was not good for anybody. Oh, my God. So, 
Let's move on from that. Oh god, I just saw the rest of the card. Tell me with our eleventh our eleventh <laughs> match of the night. What's with this time of night for every week now? Chris Benoit versus okay. David Flair oh, with Tori in Asia for the US title. Charles Robinson is the special guest referee. Uh, commentary making fun of David during the whole match. David tries to leave, and I love this part that Charles talks him into getting back in the ring. You're a flare! You're not a quitter! Get back in there! Uh, the chop, those chop sounds that Benoit was giving Flair deserves them. Uh, Benoit has Flair in the lion tamer, and Flair's tapping, but Robinson doesn't make the call. Benoit then hits a diving headbutt, uh, and then puts Flair in the crossface. DDP, which you can watch if you see him. If you're watching the whole segment of the headbutt and all that, you can see him on the stage just waiting for his spot. Then he come, runs down, uh, runs down. Benoit hits uh, uh, and hits Benoit with the title belt. Uh, DDP puts Flair on top of Benoit for the fast count. They're not even trying at this point anymore to, to, to do things the right way. Yeah, as that was happening, something was in Robinson's eye, so he didn't see that. So, to Corey, I have to ask this. Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. speech shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes. How do you? How would one go about rating this match? Because Benoit is great. I don't, oh. David Flair is the opposite of great. Yeah, you always start at two and a half. So um, you go down from there. How? How? This was not good. How? <laughs> how bad are you when Chris Benoit has this bad of a match? That's just what I was about to say. Because one, I was like, I could not believe that even Benoit couldn't do anything with this guy at all. Jesus Christ. This is at best like a half star. Like, this is terrible. David Flair has no business. And I think that's why this happened. They're like, "Mm, it failed. Cut bait. Oh, my God, dude. Plus, they're also like, well, Rick's not on TV much anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you, uh, I know these, the, one of these matches might come up with a award show. How would you rank the Scott Putsky match versus Shane Douglas? That's bad too. Okay. Uh, three quarters of a star. Maybe. Better than this like one. it's better than this, but not by much. Like, <laughs> uh, the only thing that could scare me worse, David Flair versus Scott Putsky. <laughs> please, please, please. Negative 10 stars. Please, please happen. My God. Well, let's go to our 12th match of the night, guys. Jesus. I think for the TV title, as is Rick Steiner versus Chase Tatum of the No Limit Soldiers. Who do you? Who do you? Uh, squash match. Uh, Steiner wins with the top rope bulldog. So we go to our main event, finally. Our 13th match on Nitro alone. Damn. That is more than the, uh, I think, if, I, if I'm correct... It's one more match more than yesterday on the pay-per-view war stories with Sunday Night Heat and the pay-per-view combined. combined. Yes. There was nine matches on the pay-per-view and three on Heat. Yep. So our main event. You ever wanted to walk into a, uh, a historic arena and take a shit in the middle of the floor? So I feel like this lineup of matches is what they're doing. They said we did. Jesus Christ. Like it, all, all that history you have. Here's Scott Putsky. <laughs> it, it's that it's that thing of last week they gave us those forty five minutes forty five minutes of chaos with Rodman and yep. all that stuff. This week it it was like we'll give you an hour and a half of just matches that you don't want. 
that you don't want to watch, but we're going to give it to you. So our main event tag match, Hollywood Hogan Sting versus Kevin Ash and his mystery partner that he picked, Sid. Uh, during the match, we get a ref bump. Rick Steiner comes down, hits Sting in the back with the chair. Hogan goes for the leg drop, but Steiner grabs Hogan and, Nash, and slides Nash a chair. Nash hits Hogan with a gently chair shot. Covers him for the win. Goldberg comes out, and Steiner hits him in the knees with the uh, chair and in the head and in the chair. So we run out of time on Nitro. With all the faces laid out with Nash, Steiner, and Sid walking tall, walking up the ramp. I'm shocked Hogan took a pin. I'm shocked that Goldberg sold. Shocked. I so might to be honest. Like, I, I was like, what? Even dirty. You're like, that wasn't Sting? That was <laughs> Hogan? Yeah, what? Damn. Okay. Huh. But that's where we are. And that's where we are. So let's move on to Monday night. Coming off the heels of Fully Loaded. We're in Cleveland, Ohio for this one. We start Gun Arena. Sh- we start the show off hot. Photo stills of the first blood match. An end of an era match. Mm-hmm. Tonight brings a new era. We start off with, uh, we cut straight to backstage with Undertaker attacking X-Pac. Uh, Road Dog tries to make a save, but Taker throws an energy drink container at him. And then choke slams him through a table. Undertaker beats X-Pac in the ring and beat, uh, t- beats him up for a little a bit until Kane comes out and makes the save, starts beating on Undertaker. Then the Big Show comes down and attacks Kane. Undertaker and Big Show are uh, double-teaming Kane as the crowd is chanting Austin and we want Austin. After the beatdown, Undertaker and Big Show shake hands. Uh... And once again, the crowd is super into Taker and Kane. They are bought in on that feud, man. We're not, but they are. The uh, Undertaker-Big Show Alliance. Interesting. I do remember this fondly. Well, I remember it from childhood. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's weird that, you know, they, have, they were just feuding a month ago. They were feuding at King of the Ring. Yeah, they were feuding at King of the Ring. Now they're uh, shaking hands. Weird. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the Undertaker probably like threatened to, you know, fuck his mom or something. Hmm. Uh, backstage, a limo <laughs> shows up, and guys, it's Vince McMahon. Is what, it, what is he doing here? One day. That's a record. One day. <laughs> yes. Uh, they show us during the break, and it's Kane uh, taking X Pac out of the ring and then dropping him on the floor and going. Ah, that was the weirdest fucking shit, dude. Kane carries Xbox to the back, and like the security, the <laughs> commentary is like, "I've never seen Kane with that emotion ever before." I thought it was Kane. I was thinking Kane too, but it was ah. Uh, are, are they lovers? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I think they're friends. Xbox is his little buddy. Jesus, it was weird. I'm not sure what's going on here, but... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Sassafras. Sassafras. Kane, Kane just really wanted a goddamn ham and cheese. Uh, we go backstage uh, and uh, we go backstage and Xbox is being loaded up in an ambulance. Comment- Where to, Sean? <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, commentary uh, announces that tonight will be Triple H versus Ken Shamrock. 
Uh, Hardcore Holly comes out as he's the guest ring announcer for tonight uh, as he shoves Tony Schimmel to the ground. <laughs> so let's do the introduction or our next match. It's a tag match. Uh, Hardcore Holly brings out the first people. Uh, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian uh, weigh, let's just say, a buck and a quarter. <laughs> and that's with Christian wrapping his legs to look bigger. Uh, here comes the acolytes. They weigh about 200 pounds. 2,000. 2,000 pounds. And they need an ab roller to work on those abs. <laughs> so this match is for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, during the match, JR brings up that Ken Shamrock has been hit by an automobile. God damn it. In the... Uh, uh, in the arena, and there's an ambulance en route. Guys, you didn't learn from the first time. His new gimmick now is just we randomly try to kill Ken Shamrock weekly. Somebody's watching South Park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian tries to jump off Edge's back, but Bradshaw catches him and does a fallaway slam. Gangrel comes out and just kidnaps Christian. Uh, the Acolytes then double team uh, Edge by hitting a double power bomb for the win. Holly announces him as the himself as the winner, and then he goes, "You know what? I'm going to try and take out the acolytes by myself." Uh, they hit a double spine buster on Holly. Kane then comes out, then choke slams the acolytes, and then choke slams uh, Holly and Edge, and the crowd is losing it, fucking going banana. Yep. Uh, Kane then asks for a mic, and then the crowd's even losing it even more. I was like, like I knew what was coming next, yeah. and I was like. Why are they so into this? What yeah. the fuck is happening? You hurt Sean Undertaker Big Show tonight. I'm gonna hurt you. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> the weirdest, greatest shit, dude. I just love, I'm always like, I win. I'm gonna beat these two up. No one gonna get his fucking ass I love Holly. handed to I love, him. I, like I said last week, the big shot Holly. Holy hell. I uh, did not oh see that coming. God, this is amazing. Um, we just I, need a half hour show of Hardcore Holly being Hardcore Holly every yeah, week. Holy oh, you know the winners fuck. are me. <laughs> this week in Hardcore Holly. Yes. God damn it. Uh, good times, brother. Um, we go backstage and there's EMTs trying to get Shamrock on a stretcher, but it's Sh- Ken Shamrock, so he's refusing help. Of course he is. And they show the footage on what happened. As the ambulance was taking X-Pac away, uh, Shamrock was leaving his vehicle and starts walking away. And then a car backs into him, and it's Steve Blackman. My favorite part, Steve Blackman puts his sunglasses on after he runs you over. <laughs> yeah. I, I was such a huge fan of this segment. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome, but it was as X Pac was leaving in the ambulance. Yep. You could clearly see Kane in the background. Like it was so perfectly done. I love when they do continuity stuff. You mean attention to detail? God, yeah. I loved it. I loved it, it too. So good because the camera shows the ambulance going away. You can see X. Uh, you see Kane in the corner, and like you see X, like Shamrock going. Huh? Who? Uh, what happened there? And then all of a sudden, like he turns, and then boom! And like stuff happens later that I'll uh, reference again. But it's like shit can be happening simultaneously. Yeah. It's a big ass arena. Like, yep. And they they nailed it here. Oh, it's so good. Uh, they show uh, Vince walking to the uh, to the ring as they're wondering what the hell he's still doing here. But Austin shows up too. Uh, Vince comes out and he says he's here to fulfill the promise. He doesn't like to lie. He uh, and he doesn't uh, and he always follows through with his guarantees. 
Last night he failed. That's pretty hard about that one. Last night he failed a Stone Cold uh, defeated uh, the Undertaker. Jared's making fun of Vince the whole time. Uh, yeah, right. You're yeah, you're a good person. My ass. Fire uh, the King is sad <laughs> as shit right now. Uh, Vince says uh, last night uh, he took a couple stunners. Uh, he d- he doesn't want people to see him as uh, like this, so he wants to come out to make a formal goodbye. Uh, a handsome entrepreneur, JR. Yeah, you fired me twice. Uh, Stone Cold comes down. Vince says that Austin knows why uh, knows that they're the same. Vince is just the better man. Vince says he wants to prove it by shaking Austin's hand. Austin threatens to Vince to, uh, that he'll break his arm and stick it up his ass. Austin can drop him on the stack on the, his stack of dimes. Uh, Austin tells Vince to shove his uh, power and money up his ass. Austin says that uh, it's, it, uh, just want to show up, uh, show that he also wants to just wants to show that someone like him can beat Vince at his own game. Uh, Austin tells Jr. to come in the ring. King uh, King wants uh, Austin to stun Jr. <laughs> Get in there and stun him. Uh, Austin wants Jr. to sing Vince a uh, song since Vince has fired him a couple times. Jr. Want, uh, has the crowd sing with him. Na 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 na. Na 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 na, hell yeah, goodbye. Uh, uh, Vince is on the still steps. Austin walks up to him and flips him off the bird. Vince gets to the top of the stage, looks at uh, at the arena one more time, looks back at Austin, and then flips him off. <laughs> That's uh, the iconic shot. Is that one? Austin yeah. and Jr. share a beer. Uh, they go. Jr. goes back to the stage and uh, 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 goes back to the. Uh, table and King's like you're drinking on the job, Jr. Uh, you smell like a brewery. Jr. feels so happy right now. What do you guys think? It's a good segment. That's a good segment. I, like it. Uh, I mean, the crowd eats it up whenever he fucks over Vince in any way possible. So I mean, if this was you know him leaving forever, you were going to get it in one more time. So everything made sense. It was entertaining. Yep. yep. Uh, we go backstage with Vince getting into the limo, but then that stooge Fink <laughs> shows up, almost crying, telling Vince goodbye, thank you for everything, and I love you. And Vince just tells him to get the hell away from him. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> gotta put, gotta, gotta, gotta bury Fink one more time. Gotta bury the Fink. <laughs> gotta bury him. If it's not his car, it has to be his, uh, his emotions. Let's go to our next match. Val Venus and the Godfather versus Prince Albert in draws in a street fight. Hey, Ben Stiller's in the crowd. Uh, Godfather and Albert battle each other through the crowd, but then a man dressed in all white and white yeah. hair attack Godfather until security comes and handcuffs him. Fuck! <laughs> he like threw a drink in his face and then started punching him. Something to come, Corey? No. It's just that a was fan. just a fan. Yeah, it was a fan. No, oh. it was supposed to be a debut oh. of a guy named Key. Uh, as in a kilo, because yep. he was supposed to be a coke dealer that hung out with Prince Albert and Draws. Um, Vic Grimes. Oh. But, they, I guess they decided not to do it. Uh, so, yeah, no, this was supposed to be. He was an indie guy, kind of a garbage wrestler, but. New Jack likes him, big fan. Yeah, Vince, he loves Vic Grimes. So yeah, this was supposed to be the start of that. But. Oh, okay. I thought that was the blue mini. I, I did too. It was like some, I thought it was some big guy about like white dreads. So maybe yeah. he got. But I I'm thought like, it was meanie. I thought too. it was meanie. Nope. 
Uh, draws and Venus battle in the ring. Bow hits the money shot on Prince Albert for the win. Uh, we go backstage with The Rock with Michael Cole. Uh, this is one of the more infamous kind of Rock promos that mm-hmm. he tells Cole to stand still as he puts The Rock new merch on him. It's like, don't, don't move or I'll kick your ass. Uh, calls Triple H a one-trick pony. Says he's going to kick Billy Gunn's ass. Uh, says China has a, uh, a fetish for him. Tells her that she'll get on his knees, but not for that reason. He's going to kick her teeth down her throat that she'll be brushing her teeth through her ass. Uh, rock ass Cole White. visual. <laughs> yep. Rock ass Cole White. Does the mic smell like, uh, what does it smell like? What does it smell like? His, uh, it smells like ass. So then Cole puts his uh, hand, tries to sniff his hand through the T-shirt, and Rock just shoves it into Cole's face. Um they have to point, uh, then they point to out, hey, uh, then they have Schimmel renounce that Ben Stiller's here. The, the actor from Mystery Man and the Who Loves Deborah's Puppies. <sighs> yep. <clears throat> we get a promo time with Triple H in China. Uh, Trooper says it's all about, Triple H says it's all about him now. Triple, Triple H says that um, uh, he knows he can beat Austin. She says he's been watching Austin for the past six months. He knows every move that Austin does. Uh, he knows all his strengths, all Austin's strengths, and all, and all of Austin's weaknesses. Triple says that Ventura and uh, China won't be in factor because it's all about him and Austin. Austin, once again, Austin may be a student of the game, but I am the game. Uh... China, uh, China gets the mic and calls out The Rock. Rock comes out. Mr. Ass attacks The Rock as he was coming down the aisle. China low blows them, and all three uh, attack Rock. They're about to leave. Rock gets up and challenges Gun to China to a handicap match tonight. Okay. Is this the part where Billy Gunn does the thing? I think, it's the match, I think, I think yeah. it's through the match. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's through the match. I, uh, this fucking promo by Triple H was so good. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Shit, I love this character. No, he was he was completely dialed in at this point. I remember in real time, me and my buddy were like just Jesus, totally Triple H marks. He, uh, you could tell unless he he turned a corner to like motherfucker. I'm a big goddamn deal. I will. You will look at me as that. The best thing he ever did was take that chance in NDX at 15. It would have been so easy, to just cash those checks and stay where he was. He bet on himself, man. And fuck, I love this direction Triple H is in. Yeah, I 100% agree Jesus. with you. I've been loving this new mo- like momentum by him. The, him trying to get out of the norm with himself. Being stuck at mid-card. He's like, I know I'm better than this. And I'm going The Billy Gunn thing is now because the show ends before, like, when it's chaos. Oh, that's right. So this is where Billy Gunn is at the top of the stage. The camera is on him. You cannot mistake any of this. He reaches down in his tights, grabs his dick, and says, this will fit in your mouth. And JR's like, that's probably a bit uncalled for. That's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. You don't say. Jesus Christ. Holy fuck, dude. <sighs> That's I know it's attitude error, but Jesus. We go uh, backstage <laughs> with uh, Undertaker, Big Show, and Paul Bear as they're headed to the ring. They show a recap from earlier tonight: Undertaker attacking X Pac, Big Show, and Undertaker teaming up to attack Kane. Kane watching X Pac leave 
in an ambulance. So our uh, next match, our next match is a handicap match. <laughs> Undertaker and Big Show with, with Paul Bear versus Kane. Big Show and Undertaker come out separately. Um, uh, Big Show gets a chair, but Kane is able to kick it out and show you uh, and, uh, out of Show's hand and uses it on Big Show and Kane on Undertaker. Undertaker and Kane go back. Uh, Undertaker and Kane go back into the ring, but Undertaker is able to get a chair and use it on Kane. Uh, show and Taker attack Kane until Big Sh- uh, until Road Dog comes out and tries to make save, but Big Show chokeslams him. Uh, Big Show and Undertaker continue attack Kane for a pretty decent time. It's a scary team. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I like it. I like the new directions after Fully Loaded. Mm-hmm. They needed to pivot to new things, and they seem to be doing it, and I like everyone they're doing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage with Deborah doing a photo shoot as Jarrett pulls her away, saying it's all about it's all about you, huh? Should be about me. Let's do the countdown to the millennium. We're 335 hours away and 39 minutes it away. Still, just seems off. Well, according to Jr., it's about two weeks away. Uh, he made sure to put that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> math checks out. That's meaning. <coughs> there it is. Uh, we get a promo. Jeff, Jarrett, and Deborah. Jarrett has uh, Ben Stiller come into the ring. Ben says that. Uh, he came here to see some world-class wrestling. I mean, WWF. Yeah. I say, that's that's in the 80s. That's Texas. That's Von Erichs. It's also WCW. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, awkward. Uh, he suck, sucks up to Jarrett about how he beat Edge last night at Foley Load. Jarrett wants to know why he wasn't in Mystery Men. Uh, Stiller says they couldn't find a superhero that fits Jarrett's persona. Uh, Jarrett asks uh, Stiller, who's your favorite wrestler? And he says, I have two, and they were the puppies. Jarrett then attacks Stiller and puts him in the figure four. D'Lo Brown comes down and attacks Jarrett. D'Lo hits the sky high and low down on Jarrett. Uh, D'Lo goes and checks on Ben Stiller and then carries Stiller to the back. Just shows how uh, tiny Ben Stiller is to wrestlers. So so far on the show, uh, everybody has a new direction, new opponent. and It's weird they had a reset after fully loaded on SummerSlam, but... I'm okay with the resets, but it's just kind of weird why they did it here. But it was needed. I mean, badly. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, we see Austin walking back and forth. We get a recap of Jarrett attacking Ben Stiller just moments ago. And then all of a sudden, Triple H enters Stone Cold's locker room. We get a promo with Ivory. Ivory says that Nicole Bass was a pain in her ass, so she's gone. Ivory wants to do the... Is rock- she gone? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, Rock, Ivory wants to do the Rocky Balboa storyline again, so uh, she wants uh, any female to come out of the ring, any eager beavers to come out here. That's what yep. she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, they pull a full, they pull a fan out of the ring, out of the crowd, and Ivory hits her with the belt and hits a bulldog on her. So then Tori comes out and makes the save. That wasn't Patty Stone Grinder. I don't know who that was. Was it Patty Stone Grinder? It was Tori. Her seductive new uh, promos that now she's just Tori again. Cool. Security has to break them up. Uh, we see that Triple H leaving Austin's locker room. We go backstage with Al Snow as he's saying uh, it needs to stop. And then a little ch- chihuahua shows up and walks away. <sighs> and Al doesn't understand what the chihuahua was talking about. God, just soon as I saw it, I was like... Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Cool. Uh, Corey, what do you think of the Chihuahua? Cool. 
a new instrument to uh Oddly enough, it, it makes me pretty hungry. Mm. <laughs> Taco Bell, maybe? You okay, Taco Bell. I'm really big in seasonings. <laughs> I might have a bowl too. Uh, let's go to our next match as it's Triple H with China versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, Jared brings up during Triple H's uh, entrance that he defaced Austin's uh, personal property. Uh, Ken Shamrock. Huh? Shit in his back? Maybe. Uh, Ken Shamrock music hits, but he doesn't come out. They show once again Shamrock getting hit by a car. Triple H gets on the mic and calls Shamrock a puss for uh, staying in back to nurse his wounds. Shamrock comes out with his arms and ribs bandaged up. So what does Triple H do the entire match? Attack the ribs. Yep. Uh, they let Shamrock have a couple moves, but Triple H just attacked the ribs for the entire match. Uh, Shamrock is bleeding from the mouth since he takes those blood capsules serious. As um, Shamrock is hurt badly, so the ref calls for the match and award, awards the match to Triple H. Triple H then attacks Shamrock after the match. Some more. So, like, they're just using Shamrock at this point to kind of job to everybody, which is really weird. He just kind of gets his ass beat every week. and then, But yet, at the same time, still calling him the world's most dangerous man. Yep. Well, once it's we start that, weird. once we start the stick zone. God, it's weird. Can't wait. Uh, we go backstage with Michael Cole, and he's with Undertaker and Show, and Paul Bear. Undertaker says, the days of Armageddon are upon them, so be careful. And then they leave, and then you hear noises, and the camera cuts to the left, and there's Tess attacking Pete Gas in the back until the posse shows up to run Tess off. So two things. So, again, just other shit's happening in the back, and then so it's chaos everywhere, which I love. But he also said that the days of, de- of spooky music and... Creepy entrances are over too, so cementing the kind of the character flip, which is why uh, the night before when they showed up in street clothes, it a hundred percent makes sense because he's he's done because that's not working. So I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Fuck it, needed it. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. So let's go to our fifth match of the night and our main event. <laughs> Nitro <Nitrate> thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> And only an extra hour. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, it's Mr. Ass in China versus The Rock in a, another handicap match. Triple H joins commentary. Oh. And I love, Fuck I fucking nominal. love Triple H on commentary here. Hey, JR, you tell him I'm number one contender? You, te- you tell him that I'm going to win the championship? Well, I told him that you're the number one contender. Why didn't you tell them I'm going to win the championship? I don't know if I will or not. Fucking say it, JR. <laughs> He's so good. He's locked in here. Like, yeah, he gets into a JR multiple times in the match. Um, they show Austin watching this, ba- uh, watching this from a like, tiny monitor. The match is so irrelevant. It's yeah, not the, about like, the to match. be honest, the match was there, Which but was I actually, was focused on commentary. Well, that's actually the storyline, was that the Triple H kept making it about himself, and JR was saying, we have a match. And JR says, I don't care about this fucking match. Fuck this match. Which is what I was thinking too, to be honest. Exactly. I, oh, I uh, did not care. Like, here's the thing: is not it not because it was a bad match. Okay. I was, yeah, it was it was an okay match, but I was more focused on Triple H and Jr. arguing. More and than I love that uh, Jr. was like standing his ground, like I don't care. You might beat him. You might not. Yeah, Jr. He full of piss and vinegar tonight. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a spot in the match where Billy and Rock go over the top rope and in front of Triple H. Triple H gets up and pun- punches the Rock. And then JR and Triple H get into it about why he's punching uh, the Rock. And JR's like, all right, fine. Uh, Triple H's like, all right, fine. So then he punches JR. Then instantly, whoosh, glass breaks. Here comes Austin right now. But first, he has to get in the ring and <laughs> shoulder tackle China. <laughs> Get out, and then there's all hell breaks loose in oh. the brawl between him and Triple H. Um, they go through the Spanish announce table. There's a match going on in the ring. Rock hits yep. the rock bottom. We ran out of time. Yep. Right? I love this. But Holy we get, fuck. We get extra attitude, and the extra attitude is, it's once again, it's Austin and Triple H battling around the arena for like three more minutes. This bothered me, though. Why did we miss the end of the match? It should have picked up right from because yeah, at the end Rock's of the show, the Rock ring. was doing the people's elbow, yeah. and it comes back and he's leaving the ring. Like, why didn't we finish the match? I think, show I, the match. I think Rock did the people's elbow, ran off the rope, ran off. You hear, we're out, and he's like, all right, I'm done. He slides under the rope yes. and Rock keeps going. Uh, this fucking last segment was absolutely incredible. Triple H was phenomenal here. Jr. was phenomenal here. Uh, I mean, they did a great job, essentially, of giving you a match nobody wanted to see. But making the fight outside the ring that it's the main event we have to watch. I'm doing my job. Triple H, I don't give a fuck. Fuck this match. This is about me now. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It's all about the game. That's how you play it. It's my time. Uh, I, th- I love that theme. thoroughly awesome. enjoyed the hell out of the uh, Triple H rock I mean, Triple H, JR arguing with each other during the whole match. JR, you've been holding me back for four years now. Say I'm, you know, I'm the number one contender. Say I'm going to beat Austin. It's the shoot stuff. Uh, Letting people know that Austin and JR are tight. Mm-hmm. And that JR's head of talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of power. Because uh, at one point during the night, uh, King brought it up. He's like, you have been. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're in charge of relations. He's like, whatever. It's not important now. Like, oh, it's fucking great, man. When they sprinkle in a little bit of it, you just need a touch. Just a, just a bit. Russo, just a touch. Just, just, you know, yeah. less is more, less, God damn yeah, it. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, overall, better show. Raw. Raw. Raw, yeah. Raw was better. Uh, I enjoyed Nitro for the yeah. most part. There were a couple segments. It didn't sound like it, but I did enjoy yeah. Nitro. But Raw was better. Uh, I thought Raw won hands down. And like every show, not every segment was good. There was like the Ivory one, especially, was bad. But when they hit a home run, when they hit a home run, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're hitting home runs mm. pretty consistently yeah. right now. But no, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed Raw too. Nitro was good, but it was Nitro being Nitro. Jason Hervey, come on, people. So let's see what the ratings did, shall we? Oh. So the go home. <laughs> let's go to the back a week. It's the go home for WWF. WCW got three point three. And WWF got 6.3. This week, WCW did go up 3.4. All right. Okay. WWF did go up, though. 7.1. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Holy God. 7, 8.8. People wanted to know what happened at End of an Era. Yep. Uh, I mean, you might not like it the second time around, but that Vin's awesome thing. You People are watching it. It's money. Man. It's what it is. That's why they keep trying to redo it. <sighs> Anyways. 
So, let's move on. Uh, let's go to the award show time. Let's start off with the uh, best match. Hmm. Uh... I didn't think there was a lot of strong contenders tonight. There, there wasn't. There wasn't. So That's why I'm grasping. Weird. I went Ray and Vampiro. Yeah. It's a weird sentence to say. I'm going to go equally as weird. Putsky and Douglas. No. It. Oh. it wouldn't win any other week, <laughs> and it's not the strongest, but I'll go Regal Whipwreck. I enjoyed it for I one of I thought you might go that way. Just because there's, there's no strong contender this week. Uh, I would just go... No, we're missing on Nitro. Hmm. The Triad. Yep. It was just DDP, right? Dude, just, just DDP. I'll do uh, Edge and Christian versus the Acolytes with Mr. Big Shot as the it's not bad. guest ring announcer. It's not bad. Uh, worst match. Flair and Minois. Yes. So uh, Market three. Where's that? Uh, David Flair and Chris Benoit. Uh, MVP, I believe I know who should be pretty easy here. Should be easy on this Triple H, <laughs> the game. Yeah, Corey, I was yeah. like, Corey, you uh, had you had a cr- you had your yeah, Scott <laughs> no, there was nobody else. I mean, no, there was nobody else. He was clear and far and away there, the, the best. Is there even a close second? No, I mean, not really. Damn, dude. Um, no, mine is... Not unless you really like that Shane Douglas promo. <laughs> uh, I don't think Shane Douglas likes you know that what? Shane Douglas promo. Uh, you know what, guys? On Nitro, the triad were there. They came out and attacked uh, Malenko, Saturn, and then right. Douglas shows up after all the beatdown. Uh, you know, my MVP uh, goes to Triple H. I'm loving this Triple H. And I can tell you this, I, I remember at this time that I know Triple H makes sure that you fucking... Hate mm-hmm. him. He goes out of his way to be the fucking worst heel of all. Like it's and like it's like that all time. Like you you grew up going, I fucking hate. Except that guy. for there was one guy in his own company doing a better job than him, and I'm not downplaying Triple H. Yeah, but in the last part, and we'll see it. But in the last part of the year, you can't find a more detestable human being on the face of the planet than the Big Boss Man. Yep. Yep. Uh, boss Man's doing Pete like scripted. Bad guy. Triple H is going that shoot style. You Triple know? H, when he decided to effectively kill DX, A, bet on himself, but I think took a step back and said, I'm very popular in DX. I sell a lot of merch. I'm not going to touch Austin. I'm not going to touch Rock. How do I compete with them? I'm I go, go the, the other, other way. way. I don't want to sell one goddamn shirt. I mean, he probably did. He's like, I can do At that. At first, he didn't. I can do that. He he did. He does. Yeah. What, he does what the heels used to do. Of I'm not selling my stuff because you want to. You want to root for me? Uh no. But I can be the heel in the company. No. Because then I can still work with Austin and Rock, and still get those big time matches, and still get big time pay per view payoffs. But as the heel, most people won't be that smart. Yeah. Uh, Moda. I have a combo. Uh-oh. Because uh, I couldn't pick between the two. It's David Flair, obviously. Yeah. And Jason Hervey. I knew it was going to be David Flair for you when once you sent in the group chat. Uh, that oh, yeah. promo. The yeah. David Flair promo equals shit or something. I said uh, David Flair promo. 
fucking idiot. That's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> yeah, those are two very good options, mm. but I'm going to go a different way. Ben Stiller. Okay. I Poppy! fucking hated Ben Stiller. Uh, I'm going Flair. David Flair, to be exact. Because he got to be in the ring and probably seen some stuff with Tori. That son of a bitch. Uh, no fair. No fair at all. Uh, Corey. Yeah. WTF. Um, ah, Nitro is scattered. It was good, but it's scattered. They need to really focus on the things that matter and not the things that don't matter. They're giving way too much time to celebrities at the commentary table. They're giving way too much time to the David Flares of the world, the Prince Iakea and Evan Courageous. Uh, like them or not, and I haven't been super into them, but Lenny and Lodi have been pushed. Mm-hmm. They were nowhere to be found. Nope. Booker T was only there to run interference. Triad only there to interfere. Uh, let's get some good matches. Let's yeah. get some guys that should be fucking pushed and push them. Kidman. You can't find Kidman with a search party. It's ridiculous. Crazy. I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, it's a little busy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Booble? Uh, it's a very good one. Uh, this Triple H character. Um, it's as must-see TV as uh, late or mid-98 Austin. Ooh. Where you're just like, I have to see for this. entirely different reasons. I mean, Austin was like, "What crazy nonsense is he gonna drive to the ring to fuck with me, man?" Where now it's like, who the fuck else somebody's gonna punch in the mouth for doubting him? Like, he is. A, he has like a like an agenda, and he can just cross people off a list. I love it. And my God, the day of reckoning is here. Um, I have to uh, mooch off you, pal. Uh, my WTF is the, like, rocket ship that they're putting Triple H on right now. Like, la- like last week, it was him kissing ass to Vince to, try get, to get his shot. Because he wanted one more shot. He wanted to see if he could work with him. He wants, he wants to kiss ass to try and get the shot. Mm-hmm. And then the promo from Heat. Him, you know, just saying that he's tired of fucking... He's tired of being... Put out behind the curtain. He's it's Austin, Rock, Taker. He wants to be the next guy. It's all about him. He's been in WWE for five years, you know, four years now. He's been screwed because of the MSG spot. He's the only one that that got in trouble for it. So when he he had this King of the Ring push that he was going to do, he had to wait a year. He's tired of waiting. What's going to happen? You know, he's tired of waiting. So he's just going to take it up on his own terms. And now he's like, I'm going to fucking, you know, they, they're like, you know, like he says, everybody here is, they're the students of the game. I am the game because I know every, you know, and I love the fact that he, on his promos, he's like, I know Austin's moveset. I know how he breathes. I know how he does this. I know his weaknesses. I know his strengths. I know how to beat him. And I will beat him at SummerSlam because I will be champion. I love the, I love the intensity that he's showing. That, nailing it. He is nailing it. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's just my WTF is that they're now doing it. You know what I mean? Like he was part of WWE, he was part of DX. Bet it on himself. Now it's game time. Think of where he came from. Not even two years ago. Uh, where he was very much the side piece to Shawn Michaels. Oh, God, so I much mean, the side piece. I mean, very much the side piece. He was um, well, kind of the weird side comedy guy. He was the side comedy guy, and then when he became DX, he was behind them, too. Like, he was in the shadow. Think about it. The, but until Mania, what, what was he doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was all about X-Pac, and then the uh, Outlaws and the tag titles. But and he was then, injured for half the and, time. Yeah, well, that, too. But, you know what I mean? Like... No, he very much, when he became the leader of DX, he did, oddly, it's weird, because he took a step forward, but kind of took a step back, too, because even though he was the undisputed leader, it really was about X-Pac and the Outlaws, Mm -hmm. and he kind of just let it happen. The complete opposite of Sean, who was unquestionably the star in the first go-around. And Um, and made sure you knew it. Yeah. So, yeah, different. That's not a bad point. So, Yes. That's another good thing. And so far, back-to-back good shows by WWF. Yeah, can't complain. Well, let's see how it goes moving on forward. This we have it. two weeks before another pay-per-view. WWF. Yeah, so that'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, I do love the spacious weeks that when we have to do 900 shows, we can <laughs> space it out. So this brings it into this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. Uh, you can find all of our lovely podcast at no so entertainment and our written words at no so entertainment.com and like always you can find you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts fucking david flair Woo.